following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. We're the center of the action. There's nothing in the world like Action Park. Hey everybody, welcome back to Get and Loser. We're starting a podcast. It's your boy Cheetah. Yo, it's Big Choop in the building. What's up? It's your boy Chop. You know where we're coming from. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's go right there. That's good. Why do you always got to say extra <laughs> shit? You could just <laughs> left with you. It's Chop. He's always got to have some extra hey, shit in there. Damn, you were recording that whole time? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, you could trim it if you got to. No, I'm just I'm looking at it, but I, I saw that she she forgot to his butt when, she, when he was in middle of that quote. But screw oh. it, screw it, screw it. This is our first introduction video we've done. Right on. Well, fuck All right, it. actually, let's just restart it now. No, fuck it. No, no, we. I don't. Want, I don't want like restart. I'm already getting the motivation because you're gonna <laughs> lose the motivation of this duck over here. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. <clears throat> so what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Got a big, fantastic episode this week. I was very excited. Uh, this is what I wanted to do previous week, but then I changed my mind the last second. So I said, fuck it. No more holding back. We got to do it. And I'm glad we are going to do it because Chop got a chance to watch uh, a documentary based off of this story and immediately fucking message us and we're like, yo, this shit's fucking wild. Like, yeah. this is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my life, Dude, and I'm so hyped to talk about it. This shit is a doozy. And a fucking, this shit is America, Americana, bro. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is like pure fuck, 80s right here. I here, love dude. it, bro. This is pure 80s right here. This shit just screams like, screams like fucking mullets, fucking Budweiser's. That's pretty much what it was. Cocaine and hookers, bro. That's pretty much exactly what it was, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Before we hop into this, oh, yeah. real quick, just got a couple things I want to say real quick before we hop into the episode. First, uh, today is the official uh, 30th anniversary of the Waco siege. Today's the official anniversary as of today. Three decades Damn. since it happened. That's fucking wild. Damn, so. so if you guys don't know the Waco episode or if you want a refresher, we did do an episode about that as well. Go check that out. Yo, that just a couple solid weeks ago, episode. Yo, was that your episode as well? I think uh, so. Yeah, it was. It was Cheetah's yep. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real good episode. We, uh, you know, we got to know a lot of it. It's, you know, it's definitely if you're not like, if you kind of just want to hear about like the story from like, you know, from, from like, us. someone else's perspective, basically, then go listen to that because it was a real good episode. And also, uh, real quick, don't want to bring the mood down, get everybody all you know sad, but unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do have some very sad news. Uh, our dear friend John Fiden lost his grandfather. Oh man! A couple of days ago, so I told him I'd give him a shout out on the pod, and we do just a little quick, you know, little quick moment of silence. Don't have to be too long. Just something, you know, absolutely, to let his family know that we're with him. You know, Hang we've in all there, been brother. there. So, 
Hold on, give me a second, give me a second. Let's go for more silence. Now we're back. Yep. Much uh, love and respect to you and your family, my man. Yeah, so shout out to Fight man. Uh we appreciate you. You know, you you've been a you you've been a huge part of the pod since it started. So yeah, you I never f- met the guy. He gets brought up every he gets brought up at least once he's every fu- episode. He's pretty he's our super too. fan at this Yo, point. Yeah, pretty Yo, much he is. He 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 was our first fan of the month. He was literally the first person to start listening to the pod when it came out pretty much. He was the first person to um give us feedback. He also has a lot of like uh you know, he makes a lot of demands for a guy who's just a fan. So sometimes I have to remind him, like, hey, man, remember, you're just a fan, okay? But we're just kidding. But he's a good dude, though. And, you know, obviously, you know, if you've been listening to this, uh, this pod since, you know, it started last year, you know. Two years ago. F- or two years ago. We suffered a loss as well. So, you know, we all, you know, we've all, we all know where, you know, how he's, how he's doing. We all, we've all been there, so. Yeah, you know, I thought life. it was only right to give him a shout out. Yeah, on the pod, shit's crazy, man. Life's fucking short, dude. Everyone goes through that shit. It's tough, man. We're getting. I'm be. I don't even want to mention my age, but I'm getting up there now. I'm in my thirties, so <laughs> we're at that age where like people that we grew up or the people that raised us, our positive role models are going down. Exactly. Not not like going down, like they're just. That's what? at that far stage of life now. Yeah, I mean, and it's crazy. Get oh, go ahead. My bad. Uh, right now, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that right now. Yeah, in my household. Yeah, my uh, grandfather. He's trying to get better. Of course, my grandmother, whatnot. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but yeah, for, for I seen your grandpa this week. Yeah, I, I went to visit him. <laughs> I gotta see him soon. <laughs> uh, so, it sounds fucked up, but. I was busy working and whatnot. No, I, I mean, life happens, man. I just happen to be around there. He's five minutes from my house, too. <clears throat> but I hope he's doing all right in there. But, yeah, I uh, like I said, I just wanted to quick little plugs that I wanted to mention real quick before we hop into this wild shit. Because once we start, there's no going back, all right? Bro. It's about to get real fucking wild. <laughs> and by the end of it, you're just going to be like, what the Stop. fuck? You're gonna be like, yo, what the fuck? But now, before we talk about this, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, this rumor mill about Josh Allen and his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. Man, I don't want to give that any light at all, dude. We literally were just talking about this before we started recording. This shit happens I all the time. I'm so fucking sick of this. Oh, he he stopped following her, or she stopped following him. Or fucking MGK and Megan Fox break up, and she fo- she only follows Eminem. And like somebody else, he can't stand. Like, yeah, it's like fuck, so corny, but, dude. But you know what Josh Allen said? He doesn't care about this. Like, I'm just here to play football, <laughs> or something. And everybody's like, "Oh, you think he's gonna have a bad season?" Like, bro, shut up. Like, why are you guys so worried so about dramatic. someone else's relationship? But it's not that are big so of a deal. Fucking dramatic. Dude. But you think about it, she never really, she never really out here for the whole season. She's only out for a few games. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, you also got to understand they've been together since literally high school. So they I mean, ain't uh, going nowhere. There's gonna Josh, be there's gonna be some times where they're probably not gonna talk to each other for a couple months, dude. Bro, that shit happens. It's called being in a relationship. The kids got pockets deeper than a fucking Mariana's trench, dude. That that girl ain't going nowhere, bro. <laughs> She's not, dude. Yo, it's like it's like the same situation with um. I know Cheetah doesn't like this girl, but um, 
Mahomes' wife. They've uh, been together since high school. I was like, they're not going to leave. That's a relationship That's that should have ended. That's ever, dude, ain't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, God, I can't fucking stand her. I can't wait for football season to start again just so I could fuck with her on Twitter. Ten racks, dude. You smashing? I never said she wasn't kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't fucking like her. She's, She's like, yeah, annoying. as long as she doesn't talk. Yeah, dude, as long as she don't open her mouth ever, I'm good. Yo, it's funny. It's like, oh, Pat Mahomes need respect. She's just so fucking, oh, God, oh my God, I can't stand her. She's so annoying. She's like the worst thing about, like, football players, you know what I mean? When they got, like, wives who are just, like, they act I'm like they're the center of the attention. Yeah. <laughs> Like bro, yeah, we're like here to see your we're, we're here to see your husband, not you. We don't give a shit about you. But yeah, it's crazy. But uh, you guys got anything else you want to mention imagine, real quick? Just imagine if we had uh, I know Josh Allen is like almost as great as uh, Kelly, but imagine if we had Mahomes or those those quarterbacks we pass up on for Allen. Where where would we at now? Um, worse worse off than we are. Probably. Well, not Mahomes, maybe, but. I don't think about other guys other than Allen. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That's how confident I am in him. And also, we there's got a, a new tiny bit of, gobbler. And there's also a tiny bit of a man crush there as well, but. But all right, yeah, before. Are you guys got anything else you want to mention uh, real quick? I don't really got nothing. Anything wild going on that you want to talk about real quick? Nah, not really too much. Yo, finally, Mother Nature needs to get punched in the kootenai, sis. Yeah, she really does. All she's right. a fucking, she's a cold bitch. Oh, oh it, uh, what's, she did, he, he's like, oh, I don't like the weather. What? No, fuck that bit. She needs to get punched. I wasn't needs- talking about you talking about the mm-hmm. weather. I was talking about you fucking, what you said, <laughs> kootenai's or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. That's why I was saying, okay, then. Right. Speaking German over there. Yeah, but shit, shit, no, it's uh, Guggenheim. Guggenheim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, real quick, Scheiße. real quick, just right off the bat thoughts. We're not going to give it any more attention. We're just going to real quick thought. Oh, boy. D hop to Buffalo. You in it or not? Yes. Down. Also, no. But, apparently, the the watch is still on, apparently. But I guess he's been talking to Von Miller. Oh, uh, dude. Von will get him here. But if you think about it, they might as well just like Brandon Bean might as well just take like a year vacation, just let Vaughn run it, dude. He'll get everybody here, dude. This guy's real. got so many connections. He's got some pull. I'm still surprised he didn't get. It. Just real quick, also, I'm surprised fucking OBJ went to the Ravens, bro. I was super surprised by that too, bro. Hey, especially because hey. he was like, "Oh, I just want to win." Like, bro, yeah. we know you don't want to win. You want <laughs> the money. We ain't dumb. No, um, because of that, no, no, Lamar. <laughs> If you guys are Ravens fans, uh, you could hop off. Lamar, <laughs> well, talking about you, BJ. Shots fired. Um, yeah, but Ravens fans, uh, you got Lamar fucked up. He's just on that contract last year, and Jalen Hurts is now the highest paying quarterback right now. And yeah, Lamar Jackson ain't getting Jalen Hurts kind of money. No, dude, no way. Yo, know, I, I can see it in a year from now. I can see him playing for the XFL or the USAL or something. Like that. If they. If, or Canadian football. If they come at Lamar again with any kind of contract, <laughs> dude, it's going to be a low amount of money. I think. Or I could actually see that too. Or they just match. They just give uh, Lamar the same contract that Hurts got, but just offer him a couple more million dollars. I mean, if you believe in the guy that much, I mean, go ahead. But but then again, you I don't win. know if I would do that. But that's just me. Then again, I don't really know shit about any of that stuff. So no, because because he decided to be a. 
He's a uh, no agent. He's like, on him and his mom knows his decision. Like, okay, you're a good quarterback. You want MVP, but where the fuck you should have? You should always have an agent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, but anyway, uh, let's get all this other stuff. Got all that other stuff out of the way. Now, time to hop in to fucking strap up, man. We're about to hop into a wild strap, ride. Strap up. There's no strapping up in this we're one. Talking about, <laughs> we're talking about a piece of 80s history, especially if you grew up in New Jersey. We're talking about the infamous Action Park, a.k.a. Class Action Park. That's what Johnny Knoxville said on, uh, on the interview he was on. I was like, yeah. As the law called it, it was called class action. No, what the lawyer said was called class action because it was class action Yeah, lawsuit. there were so many class action lawsuits. But we'll get to that part in a second. Real quick, I just want to give you a little bit of a rundown about Gene Mulville, Yo. who was uh, the owner, and he's the one that opened Action Park. He ran everything. All the all the people that worked there and the people that visited a lot, they all called him Uncle Gene. Everybody fucking loved the guy. They thought he was great. thought he was a visionary. Yo, um... Are you going to mention that uh, that he was on uh, Wall Street? Yeah, I was about to get into that. Oh, All right. yeah, yeah. Uh, Hill, uh started in the 1970s uh, at the height of the penny stocks, also known as the pump and dump scams within the New York Stock Exchange, when salesmen would sell worthless stocks to unknowing customers for exorbitant amount of money. Uh, I think the Wolf of Wall Street. You know when I was looking, when I was reading I'll, about this guy on Wall Street, you know what it kind of reminded me of that fucking Matt Cox dude. Nice, yo, uh, dude, I, yo, I nice was, little callback. I was, I was going to, I was going to mention that, but I was like, huh, I'm not going to jump the gun now. I was like, as soon as he mentions, it's like, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street was based on his, his uh, style of uh, cor- corruption in Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street was based off of fucking Jordan Jeremy, Belfort. Yeah, Jordan Belfort. Yeah. Well, still, so Jordan Belfort was fucking linking up with. Uh, Uncle Marty. Is it Uncle Marty? <laughs> Uncle Gene. <laughs> Uncle Gene. We literally just fucking started. You can't remember his name, Marty? I can't remember shit. I can't, I can't remember put Mondo around today. Basically, My listen. Man was a stock exchange fucking genius. Basically, Molaville was like, he was a prominent, charismatic face in Wall Street. Think of like, kind of like Donald Trump, kind of. Or like a real life. Or like Christian Bale. And yeah, or like a real life. Gordon Gecko, which is the name from the guy, uh, Michael Douglas's character from Wall Street. Gordon Gecko. Yeah. Uh, Great name. So basically, that's where he started. He started in the in the stock exchange. And, uh, Exchanging stocks and such. Yeah, and such. As and then, do. eventually, that turned into him being banned from Wall Street. Sure, nothing, and, shady, nothing shady was going on there. No, uh, nothing at all. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and then, uh, so then he needed a way to make money. So that's when he came up. Uh, he came up uh, with his buddy Brennan and a few other investors under a company called the Great American Recreation. And he'd bought the recently combined Vernon Valley slash Great Gorge Ski Resort, which also housed the exclusive Great Gorge Playboy Club on its grounds, which did in fact have Hugh Hefner partying at a few times. Uh, and although the resort found success in the winters, they needed to find a way to Jevin re- generate revenue in the summer. And it was in se- 1976 when a group came up with a brilliant idea: construct a water park, which would eventually become Action Park 
1978. And this is where it begins. Action park. So this guy basically wanted to uh, have a park where the people were in control, like where, uh, you know what I mean? You you could be physically active and shit. He wanted to have not just a regular theme park, but where like you were more involved. Yeah, he wanted, which is kind of like, he was before his time, really, because. Think about it now, all those, like, go-kart tracks are still big and shit. It's like you said. It was basically, his whole idea behind this park was to open a park where, you well, know, you'd have, like... his idea was money. Well, but, yeah, The but, second yeah. idea was... The second idea behind it was, <laughs> he would open, he opened this park as, like, a way for, like, the guests to be in control of what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, they'd have lifeguards and shit, but there'd be nobody running rides... It'd be kind of just a free-for-all, you know, just let in the degenerates and let them go crazy because, you know, well, what's the worst that could happen? You let in a bunch of fucking teenagers with beer and shit and right. no yeah. supervision. Yeah, what, what's going to happen? Alcohol fucking Yeah, all what's going to happen? I mean, come on. Uh, they they um, tried promoting towards, uh, like, the Hispanic uh, crowd, but uh, the people that worked there, none of them were trained for a second language. So a lot of times they had like high school kids who were running these rides to a bunch of drunk adults who some of them didn't even speak English. It's like, shit, that's not a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I mean, it, it even got as crazy as the point where there was, there was even a shack like on the grounds where the lifeguards and shit would go and they'd like hook up and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this shack was, like, sweaty as fuck, dude. It smelled like beer all the time. Yeah. And people would go there and fucking, you know, I'm sure there's people out there right now that have a story that the first time they ever got finger blasted was in a shack <laughs> at Action Park, dude. You know? No, Yeah, the guy says, like, the shack was, like, where the employees leave the bags. It's like, yeah, it smelled like feet. It smelled like fucking butt. Yeah, it was fucking terrible but in there. It smelled it like weed. It was a weed. cesspool. Like, I don't, like, it was 98 degrees. I don't know how to have sex in there. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so uh, after opening Action Park in the summer of uh, 1978, Moleville added two water slides and a go-kart track and then named the collection of rides the Vernon Valley Summer Park. Action Park was formally opened on July 4th of that year with two opening day promotions. This is where you know it's fucking wild already. The first promotion, a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. Yeah, yes. And the second one, tobacco juice spitting contest. (laughs) Classy, dude. Uh, That following year, 1979, he added more water slides and a small deep water swimming park, as well as tennis courts and a softball field, were added to become to what became known as the Water World section of Action Park. And by 1980, Motor World had been carved out of swamplands, the ski area the ski area owned across State Route 94. Combined, the park's 250 acres formed one of North America's earliest modern war water parks. It evolved into a major, major destination with 75 rides, 35 motorized, Self-controlled and forty water slides. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, there's some shit to do with this park, man. I tell you. Yeah, there's some shit. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, 
Gene didn't want to do the same old shit where you just strapped into something and it trolls you around. Andy Mohoville, later the head parks, the park's head lifeguard recalls of his father's philosophy in action in creating action park. He wanted to take the idea of skiing, which is exhilarating because you control the action and transfer it into an amusement park. There's inherent risk in that, but that's what makes it fun. So his, you know, he wanted Action Park to be the kind of place where, like, you come, there's a slight chance you're going to die, but that's what's going to make it so fucking badass. Yeah, here's some uh, some local uh, New Jersey patrons. This was a couple quotes from them. Uh, you were, uh, New, or Action Park was a rite of passage to people in New Jersey. You were probably going to die. That's what made it fun. One kid died every year. You just hoped it wasn't you. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's the thing. It was like th- for the adults, like the adults with like some sense. Action Park was a fucking terrible place. They, you know, they tried for years to get it shut down. Tried for years to get Gene Moloville locked up, but there was also that you know. I mean, it was just too fucking successful at the time that nobody could go after it. <clears throat> you know, you know, it's weird. This park lasts for almost twenty. Neither twenty years. Cause I know I know uh, the they open. They open. Uh, it's not. It's not like we do our serial killer episode. Where we gotta find out if he died or not. But uh, they open on May twenty sixth, nineteen seventy eight, and they close September second, nineteen ninety six. Just imagine that's almost twenty years of fucking crazy shit happening. <laughs> People get fucked. And uh, action parks. Most successful years were in the early and mid-1980s. Most rides at the time were still operating, and the park's dangerous reputation had not yet developed. In 1982, two guests died at the park within a week of each other. The The first two deaths. And this didn't stop the park from shutting down. They kept fucking going. (laughs) Of course not. But... Uh, it did end up with the permanent closure of one ride. But despite this, people continued to come in massive numbers. The park's fortune began to turn with to turn with two deaths in the, in the summer of 1984 and the legal and financial problems that stemmed from the insur- ensuing lawsuits. A state investigation of misconduct and the leasing of state land to Action Park led to a 110-count grand jury indictment against the nine related companies that ran the park and their executives for operating the unauthorized insurance company. Many took pre-trial intervention to avoid prosecution. Gene pleaded guilty that November to five insurance-related charges, but attendance still remained high, and the park remained profitable, at least on paper. You know, the crazy thing about the uh, insurance, like... The state was like come down on him before he got busted. Like he he made up his he made up this insurance company and they say okay. <laughs> He's like I'm not. I say his rule was, watch how I get insurance. If you get if you get if you get fucked up, it's your fault, player. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. That's that was one of the biggest reasons why everybody hated Gene. Why you know what I mean like why the public hated Gene so much is because he'd never take responsibility for anything. Or that, or the little town of twenty thousand. Like, God damn, this motherfucker here again. <laughs> There's this weird thing that happens with people. It's like, 
Okay, so these two kids die, and the fucking park just gets more popular. It just adds to the legend of the place, dude. Well, it was like when we were kids, when we were growing up when fucking the Superman first hit. Remember there was all those rumors. There was yes. all those rumors going around about people died in the Superman. Rumors. Yeah, well, didn't some fat guy fall off of it? And Maybe then... it did. No, no, not fat guy. It was um a guy with no legs. A guy with no le- a, a vet. And I think a four hundred pounder got flew off too. Yeah, he did. I remember hearing um, about it. Yeah. There was one time. Yeah, and that added to the lore. Everybody wanted to ride it after that because like, holy fuck, I could die. <laughs> I want to get on this shit. No, um, to make it even worse, uh. Me and my dad was like in the not the front front cart, but we were in the front cart. But we were like in the not the front front, but the the, the back seat yeah. of the front cart. Yeah, a bird came and just fucking hit this person. <laughs> Boom! Like, <laughs> like my dad's like, "Holy shit! You see that? Like, <laughs> yeah, thank God!" It's fucking awesome, dude. You yo, you remember that time we got stuck out of the fucking Superman? Yeah, it stopped right at the fucking top, dude, right? Stopped at the top the first time. It was like halfway over the drop, wasn't it? No, it was right there. It was like uh-uh. Then, then all right, we got stuck and we're coming down. We were there for half an hour. My, I convinced my grandfather to go on a ride. <laughs> and, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> fucking breaks down. Of course, uh, we get to the ladder. Your bow was kind of bad at the time. Cause as soon as I got a ladder, I, like I strapped my legs around it. I did the RVD. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hey, get off. This is not a fucking joke. I was like. So you had to climb out? We we both climbed out. Me and you? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Was you, your mom? Damn, I don't remember that. Dude. I remember getting stuck. I don't remember climbing out, though. No, it was climbing. We had to climb down the ladder. I was like. I was like <laughs> oh, shit. I, I didn't like hard. I didn't hard over the fucking ladder, but I was on the ladder just doing this. <laughs> no fucking time to do this shit. Yes, because you know why that was when wrestling was key back then. <laughs> Call back. Call back to last week. Yeah, uh, Action Park entertained over a million visitors per year during the 1980s, with as many as 12,000 coming on some of the busiest weekends. Park officials said that this made injury and death rates statistically insignificant. Nevertheless, the director of the emergency room at a nearby hospital said they treated from five to ten victims of park accidents on some of the busiest days. And the park eventually bought the township extra ambulances to keep up with all the volume. Yo, this dude was a slick character, man. Oh, people dying at the park? Yo, there was oh, literally... Sure a the town could use a couple new ambulances. And literally at one point, dude, there was like... The hospitals were like... There was like nobody... Like, no paramedics to work at hospitals and shit because they are always constantly at Action Park. <laughs> yeah, There was literally there every freaking day, pretty much. Because there was, um... What? Six? Yeah, I believe six so. Six deaths in total? But people were getting fucked up daily. Oh yeah, somebody was getting injured every day. At least. Yo, no, they're um, on the on the document I watched is on uh, HBO Max. If you get a chance, it's called what's it, what's it called? How are you gonna plug the documentary and not even know the name? Oh, of some it? Of action. <laughs> it's Class Action Park. Yes, um, they were talking about they were talking about um, like the towns, like they stopped sending ambulance. The guy says, "Fuck it, I buy my own fucking ambulance," because they only mm, had like that's... twenty people or so for the EMTs. And yeah. you, if you go in there, not worry about old Grandpa Jenkins <laughs> slipping, breaking his hip, but they're at the fucking amusement park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, in September 19, 1989, Gar negotiated 
a deal with International Broadcasting Corporation that would result in the sale of Vernon. Oh shit, my bad. I uh, I went a little ahead. Jumped ahead there. Yeah. Hold on. But yeah, uh, let's get a little bit into like. Let's get into a little bit now of like the the rides and shit, like some of the fucking rides at Hell Action Park. Yeah. All right. So uh, this guy had. The park was broken up into, like, sections, so there was, like... I think it was broken up in three sections? Yeah, it was, like, air, land, and water. Um, so, air, land, and water, and uh, what they called the alpine attractions. So, in the alpine attractions, there was actually, which was fucking cool as shit, is a skate park in there. But the problem was, all the fucking lips, all the edges are all fucking uneven, so people were just... <laughs> fucking dying dude it was a concrete park people are just eating shit bro yep uh they had a a monorail called the transmobile also an alpine um the two original alpine slides were there as well those are the first two rides uh these these slides had um it was like a snake run going down a hill but uh you were on these carts and in the middle of the carts there's a break that's the worst fucking park is half the time the brakes didn't even fucking work. <laughs> right, dude. Or they either uh, worked too well, so you would fucking tap on the thing and fucking stop dead and fly off, or they were constantly fucking grinding the whole way down. Yeah, dude. So, so you're either going too fast or you're going way too slow, and then people are fucking hitting you behind. Yeah, and then there's like also there was like a like a, um kind of like a ski lift right above Alpine Slide, and they fucking peep their carts would hang off the side of the. The fucking things. People would push them off, and they'd be hitting people below on the alpine slide. As <laughs> Dude, no, Yo, um, before we continue on with the ride, I said, um, was the park ever sued? Ashton Park was a big hit in New Jersey back in the 1980s and in the, in the 90s, but many, but well, many visitors visit the Dean Park for third and possibility of dangers. Ashton Park was, was very real. The park saw countless energy. Uh, countless people getting hurt and several several deaths. A total, there were more than a hundred hundred lawsuits continuing to the park. Shoo. Part, part, yeah, more than. <clears throat> yeah, and these this alpine slide. It was made out of fucking. We're made out of concrete, fiberglass, and asbestos. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, which led to serious abrasions on riders who, who took even mid falls or mild falls. The tendency of guests to ride in bathing suits made the problem worse. Nothing like some asbestos fucking slivers. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> and uh, this is where it gets like, this is where, you know, it's like a little bit like, oh, fuck, man. You know, where it starts to get a little, you know, a little more serious because the slide was the first fatality, was the site of the first fatality ever in the park in 1980. 19-year-old George Larson Jr., who had previously been a ski lift operator at Vernon Valley, was thrown from the slide when his car jumped the track and his head struck a rock. After several days in a coma, he died. And this is where, like, the piece-of-shit version of Gene starts to come out. Because then, oh boy. after, was after this kid died, Gene tried telling the public, oh, he was an employee, he yeah. was there after hours, it was raining while he was riding the slide... You know, trying to do anything he could to not take any responsibility for this kid's death. What way to fucking blame the victim and shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, fuck. Uh, Action Park, yeah, Action Park said that it was, 
he was an employee. It was nighttime, and it was also raining when the accident happened. They also said that as an employee, his death did not need to be reported to state regulators. Uh, Larson's mother and brother said that was incorrect, accusing park management of using the story of Larson being an employee previously to get out of having to report his death. Had state inspectors looked into the site earlier, employees said years later they would have been seen that rocks were there, which they told the park to remove on an earlier visit, but they never did. Uh, wild. Hay bales at the curves were put in place to attempt, cush- attempt to cushion the impact of guests whose sled jumped the track, a frequent occurrence. While park officials regularly asserted its safety, the slide was responsible for the bulk of accidents Injuries, lawsuits, and the state citations for safety violations in the early years of the park. According to state records, in 1984 and 1985, Alpine Slide produced 14 fractures and 26 head injuries. Yo, so the problem is these things are shaped like it's like a snake run. These things are shaped like a fucking half pipe. Yeah. It's like a U. Yeah. So if you hit the side of this fucking thing, you're just just flying right off. You're getting launched, dude. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yo, the uh, the three uh, parts. The three parts of the of the park is called the Alpine Center. Yeah. Let me just go down. Let me scroll, scrolly. The Water World. Uh, and then um the um let me go down. There's a lot of shit in the Water World. The Water World was where the more fucked up shit was at for the whole <laughs> Motor World. Motor World, yeah. Yo, Motor World. Um, the first the first ride they talked about on the document it was the Cannonball one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, how he paid... Yeah, Cannonball yeah, we'll, Loop. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Let's get a little bit through, like... All right, so, uh, yeah, let's... Yeah, uh, let's get a little bit more through, like, the Alpine. Back to the Alpine. The Alpine, uh... So, so they actually had a um, sponsorship with, with Snapple for a while in the beginning. Uh, that led to the Snapple Shape Up Whippersnapper Bungee Jump. <laughs> what a fucking That's name. a fucking mouthful, Jesus. Uh... Which was fucking terrifying. It's just a fucking tower, right? Yep. They also had um, the Gladiator Challenge, which when I seen that, that shit looked sick, bro. They had their own, like, actually sounds fucking badass. Yo, it looks so fucking fun, dude, going at these bro, at these fucking gladiators, man. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Alpine. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Just real quick. Uh, also, when they did, uh, when news media came to do coverage of the rides opening, the, the Snapple ride, Andy Mulville, that's Gene's son, pushed a television reporter who refused to make the jump off the platform. Yes. At the direction of his older sister, then then headed public relations of the park. The next summer, their tower was upgraded to four jumping stations. Guests could not drop very far and were tethered to a weight that prevented them from bouncing back up to the tower. But that attraction was closed with the park in 1996. Or Nice. Well, it lasted the whole the whole way. Yeah. Yo, who the fuck knows how? Yo, ninety six. <laughs> I was eight years old. Same. How old were you? I was five. No, the fuck you wasn't. Tell the honest truth out here. Nineteen ninety six. I was born in ninety one. How the fuck you're at eight? How the fuck? Oh, I shit. said I was five. Oh, <laughs> my God. He's three years right older than me, dummy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like. Did that fucking hit that? Did I hit that rip hard? <laughs> idiot. All right, let's go on to uh, Action Park's Motor World. Oh, dude, uh, before we continue on Motor World, their fucking little tank tank ride they had. Ooh, that looked fire, too. Oh, that 
Did that ruin tank ride for you? No, I'm just... <laughs> All right, let's just keep some semblance of order here. All right, we're at Motor World. Uh, so that... Okay, I'm sorry. In Motor World, there was also land, water, and air. They separated Motor World. Uh, so land was the tanks with the tennis ball cannons. <laughs> Fucking sweet, dude. So these little tanks drove around. You got cannons on them. You're trying to hit the targets on the other tanks. And if you hit the target, it stops the tank for 15 seconds. No, it stops yeah. the tank. It makes it like and it makes it spin in a circle. Oh, okay. Makes- there was also a guy. There was a guy who got into one of the tanks, and he found gasoline on the park. And he set the tennis balls in his tank on fire. And started yes, shooting people. Dude. So also outside, so it was like a big golf dome almost where they yeah. had these tanks in. And around the outside, uh, if he didn't want to go in the tanks, there was also cannons on the outside. So you could just fucking shoot people in the tanks. And they said whenever one would break down, the mechanic would have to go out there in the middle. And as <laughs> soon as the mechanic hit the fucking field, people would just be gunning them with fucking tennis balls. And there was also in the government or in the uh, documentary, they were talking about how uh, in the area where battle action tanks were, was also there was also like tons of fucking fist fights. Where, like, people would get out of the tanks and just start beating the shit out of each other. Nice. It's fucking wild. Dude, imagine if we were old enough to go back. It's like, like, how was the conversation with our parents? Mom, Dad, can you take us to New Jersey? Well, why? Oh, because we want to go to this nice action park. There's a nice little bar. There's a nice adult section for you guys to go to. (laughs) We'll come back in with, like, a busted eye, fat lip. Yeah, they but also. Stevie, last time you were there, they hung you from your underwear on the fence. But mom, I loved it, Mom. But I loved Those are my friends. Those are my friends, but why do you call you a uh, fat Shamu? <laughs> uh, in uh, Motor World, they also had these things called super go karts, oh, which allowed guests to drive around a small loop track at a speed about uh, 20 miles per hour. But the park employees knew how to circumvent. These devices on the carts by sh- wedging tennis balls into them. Yeah, they t- they fucking uh, fuck with the governor by shoving a tennis ball in there. Yep. So then, uh, as a result of that, it would give people the, the guest the opportunity to play bumper cars at fifty miles per hour. Fifty miles an hour, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, and many results in a go kart. Many many injuries resulted on head-on collisions, and also the carts were engines were poorly maintained, and some riders were even overcome by gasoline fumes as they drove. Our, um, the government chip, the, re- the reason they call it government chip is where the government could control your speed. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, they also, uh, they also had the same thing for these things called Lola cars, which were miniature open cockpit race cars on a longer track. Extra money was charged to drive them, but the park employees also knew how to adjust the speed for those as well. Yo, they had Miami Vice uh, fucking boats. <laughs> and uh, former so, employees have said that the that after park management briefly set up a microbrewery nearby, employees would break into the brewery, brewery, steal the beer, and then take the cars out and ride them on Route ninety four <laughs> onto the fucking freeway. Yeah, they'd awesome, fucking dude. they'd tweak them to go faster, and they'd be driving them down the fucking throughway and shit. Yo, it sounds like a fire ass job. I'll tell you that. <laughs> dude, it's funny, dude. Cause, like, maintenance guy, it's funny too, because like in the documentary, they do like they talk to a lot of like people that worked as lifeguards there, and they're like, "Yeah, listen, the park, you know, a lot of people died. It was fucked up, 
but it was still one of the best summers of my life working there. You know what I mean? Like people fucking loved it, dude. Yo, they also said it was like an like an eighties movie kind of style. Yeah, one guy said that it was literally an eighties movie, but in real life, but, um, that's what you it could felt write like. a great movie surrounding action park. Well, they they actually, they kind of. Well, they had the Action Point, which Johnny Knoxville made. It was loosely based off Action Park. But um, there was, um, you could, before we continue on the uh, document, like this was going to be my, I'm fresh about the document. On the document, this guy was a security guard. For uh, three months later, he got promoted to like director of security. He said, yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah, that's not enough for me to be proud of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't take much for you to fucking just go from one job to getting another job there, dude. Because Gene literally, you know what I mean? But like as soon as as soon as you get your working papers in New Jersey was fourteen at that time. Yeah, you'd have like fucking fourteen year olds fucking manning these rides and shit, dude. With grown ass drunk adults fucking punching each other in the oh, face and fucking <laughs> and that happened shit a lot. Everywhere. Oh, uh, that, that happened a fucking that, lot. Like they're lazy, like they're lazy, or the Colorado River. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm jumping the gun, but. That's right there in my memories right now. Uh, the uh, Colorado River. Uh, people used to fist fight. Oh, yeah, people would get out of their tubes and just start fist-fighting each other <laughs> right there. But, Fucking uh, chaos, dude. Yeah, they're in uh, motor, ride, or motor World, they also had a couple water rides. They had super speed boats. The Miami Vice boats. Which were set up in a small pond, small pond known by park staff to be heavily infested with snakes. They could be driven around a small island at 35 to 40 miles per hour. Unlike the land vehicles, though, there was no way to tamper with them to increase their speed. But many riders nonetheless used them to play bumper boats. And one seriously inebriated rider had to be rescued by the attendant after attendant lifeguard after his boat capsized following a collision. Yes. There was even one point they said where uh they some one of the lifeguards had a kid like pulled up to the dock to get out of the boat, and some other kid came fucking riding up behind him and literally landed on top of this guy's boat. <laughs> so there's like a kid stuck under the fucking boat on yes. top of him and shit, dude. Yo, uh, Troop, you know what makes it worse? Like, if a lifeguard had to save you through that day, they put, um, they, put they, they give you this bracelet, they write, uh, can't fucking swim, CFS on your head. <laughs> it's like embarrassment. Yeah, and there was people there. I never got that, though. If you can't fucking swim, maybe stay away from the water. Right, dude, there was people bro. that couldn't swim, and they still fucking went there just because it was just that, you know what I mean? People are fried. Because, like, you'd be out there, and like, if you'd be at one of the rides and you wouldn't want to do it, there'd be fucking grown men around you start screaming, oh, you're a fucking pussy. Do it, pussy. <laughs> so kids would fucking do it knowing that they can't fucking swim. No, it's not, it's not that. It was, uh, it was also um, the the one ride in the water park. Dude, the water, water, I think the water park got probably the more fucked up rides than anything. <laughs> uh, the water park got this thing called the Tarzan. See, most people fail because they can't know how to hold their body weight up. And hearing people, like you, sometimes you see like girls' tops just fly up. Yeah, well, I guess they used to flash people in the line, too. Like, I guess the line was right by the rope swing. So as they were coming out, they'd fucking just flash, flash their tits and fucking yo, pull their trunks down and shit. You know, they were talking about that, too. It's like, the guys are like, you know how you're supposed to go off? You're supposed to be uh, just go fly, but you can't be doing that. You've seen people doing backflips. So you've seen people that just pull their, uh, their pants on, just fucking flashing their junk at <laughs> Yeah, speaking of that, uh, now we're on the water world, actually, and... I'm really hyped that we're here because this is the one thing that I wanted to talk about. Oh, wait, wait. No, you've got the, uh, in the other thing in uh, Motor World. Uh, the bumper boats, but they would splash fucking gasoline all over people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did forget about that. You're right. Thanks for reminding me. Yo, um, 
before yeah. yo, before we go on water, because I know water is the the water world is the main traction wide action point is known as a dangerous water park. Uh, they had this one ride. You go inside a ball, you go down the track, but the, but they didn't realize PC, PCP pipe uh, expands. Oh, from the heat. Yeah, the guy guy flew. Guy yeah, went this- down. Guy went down. He just fucking just went through. Yeah, the this guy literally fucking flew off the ride and ended up in a swamp near the park. Nice, dude. Just fucking sitting there in a ball. Yeah, but and it was literally a fucking ball encased in there, dude. He was encased in like a ball. It was fucking wild. <laughs> but anyways, fuck? uh, that sounds terrifying, dude. This is where we get to one of literally the most fucking insane things I've ever heard of in my entire life, dude. The fucking cannonball loop, and this was notorious. Anybody that's ever went to Action Park. One of the first things they're going to tell you about is the cannonball loop. Because as soon as you get in the action park, it's one of the first things you see. Dude, that shit was and sketch. In bro. 1983, they built an enclosed water slide called the cannonball loop. This was not in- unusual for the time. In fact, the park had already had several such rides or slides. On this one, however, they decided to build a complete vertical loop at the end, similar to that of a roller coaster. The resulting slide called the cannonball loop was so intimidating that Gene had to offer the employees $100 just to go down it. Because before, when they were doing test runs of it, he threw dummies. like dummies down it, and they'd come out like decapitated yes, and shit. Dude. <laughs> so he had to literally bribe his teenage employees $100 to go down the ride. Uh, Fergus, who described himself as one of the idiots who took the offer, said $100 did not buy enough booze to drown out that memory. <laughs> the slide was only open for a month in 1985 before it closed at the order of the state's advisory board on Carnival Amusement Ride Safety, a highly unusual move at the time. One worker told a local newspaper that there were too many bloody noses and back injuries from riders. Some early riders came back with lacerations on their body, and when the ride was closed to determine what caused them, they had opened the top of the fucking loop, and there was teeth stuck in it. I heard that. Yeah, there was people's fucking teeth stuck in there that were... People would go through the fucking loop, and it would cut their body, these people's teeth, just sitting in there. Uh, <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Yeah. Uh, a former Navy physician found that riders were experiencing as much as 9 Gs of acceleration as they went through the loop. They literally... He said that when you'd go through the loop, you'd literally, like... Off the, you'd be in the fucking midair. You wouldn't even be touching the loop. I believe you'd be it. I was thinking about the physics of it. It just didn't seem like it was high enough to really give you enough fucking force but, to go through it. But they're saying you can't be too small. You can't be too fat. You get, uh, you get to the top and you just fall and fucking bounce all the way down, dude. Gene Mulliville's uh, son, Andy, was the first live person to test the ride, in which he did wearing a full set of hockey protective equipment. <laughs> the cannonball loop was not fun, he recalled later. It was more like a ride you survive than to have fun. <laughs> the rider also got stuck at the top of the loop due to an insufficient water pressure, and a hatch had to be installed at the bottom of the slope to allow for future extractions. <laughs> Those who rode the cannonball loop had uh, said that more safety measures were taken than was otherwise common at the park. Riders weighed hosed down... Riders were weighed, hosed down with cold water, instructed to remove jewelry, and then carefully instructed on how they had to position their bodies to complete the ride. The ride reopened a few more times over the years in the summer of 1995 and 1996. 
It was opened for several days before further injuries forced its permanent shutdown. For the remainder of the park's existence, Cannonball Loop remained visible near the entrance of Waterworld. It was dismantled shortly after the park closed. Uh, In 2014, video footage that appeared to show riders going down the Cannonball Loop was unearthed and published online. And then in 2015, when they try to reopen of the park, uh, Action Park planned to debut another water slide, the Sky Caliber, developed by Sky Turtle Technologies, would encase riders inside like a bullet, inside a bullet-like capsule for a 90-foot vertical drop and a 30-foot loop at 50 miles per hour in 6 Gs. God damn. Obviously, that ride never got finished, was never opened. And then uh, then we got the Tidal Wave Pool, which was another fucking site for uh, a lot of injuries and, you know, drownings. They even, the employees of the Action Park even renamed the Wave Pool the Grave Pool. Because so many kids had started, was, were drowning and shit in it. Yeah, this thing was 100 by 200 feet. Uh, it could fit 500 to 1,000 people. Uh, lifeguards saved 30 people a day, and there was a dozen lifeguards at all times. Yeah, and they, the, the waves were generated for 20 minutes, and then they'd take 10-minute breaks to check to make sure there was no bodies floating on the bottom. What the fuck? Yeah. And they could the waves could reach as much as 40 inches, and it was not always obvious the pool death increased near the far end, and some patrons only remembered or realized that they could not swim when they were in over their heads and the waves were going full blast. Even those who could swim sometimes exhausted themselves, causing patrons to crowd the side ladders as the waves began, leading to many accidents. Twelve lifeguards were on duty at all times, and on high-traffic weekends, they were known to rescue as many as 30 people compared to the one or two to the average lifeguard making a typical... Oh, sorry. Or yeah, one or two the average lifeguard might make in a typical season at a pool or lake. It was legitimately scary, one of the lifeguards recalled. I bet. Mountain Creek continues to operate this attraction as a high-tide wave pool, but made the pool much shallower. You right over there? Yeah, my mic just cut off. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you, I heard you like when you were tapping on it. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hear it. <clears throat> then uh, then we got something called the Aqua Scoot, which was invented by Ken Bailey in the 1980s. Riders would carry a hard, solid plastic sled up to the top of the ride, go down a ride consisting of rollers, those found in factories, warehouses, and assembly lines. And end up in a pool that in most areas was no deeper than a puddle. Not to mention with this thing, uh, the board that you went down on, sometimes you'd get to the bottom and as soon as it hit the water, it just stopped dead. Like if you're leaning too far forward, it just stopped dead. So you just fucking fly forward, eat shit into the water. Yep. There was also, uh, uh, there was sometimes where the riders would be leaving the pool only to have others crash into them as they were riding. This ride consisted of parallel slides originally, and at some point in the mid-1980s, a third slide was added. Each slide was 30 feet. The slides were removed when Intra-West took over the resort in 1998. (laughs) 
and then the pool was redesigned into a lost island river, which is part of the children's section. Ah, so we're having problems that uh, too many people are going down at once, and uh, people are getting hit. Ah, uh, shit, what's, how do we fix this? Let's add, add another add one. Add another one, bro. <laughs> it cancels each other out. No, but, um, yeah, the, how they're saying the lifeguards, like, the person, like, I saw the lifeguards just tore on the whistles. They didn't really know what was going on. They just go ahead. They can fuck their high school kids, dude. <laughs> uh, there was this thing called uh, the kayak experience, which accounted for another death. Uh, it was an imitation whitewater course that used submerged electric fans to agitate, agitate the water above. Frequently, the kayaks got stuck or tipped over, and people had to get out of them to remedy the situation. In 1982, a man died while trying to get back in his kayak when he touched the open wiring of the fan, setting him into cardiac arrest and leading to its permanent closure. And uh, our buddy Gene said, there's no way he got electrocuted. He doesn't have any burn marks. <laughs> it's like the guy just died then, bud? What are you trying to say, dude? Like Fucking fuck. Gene, man. You make it so hard to like you, Gene. He started off so good, too. Dude, he really did. Like, you open a park for where kids are in charge. It sounds awesome. Then you let him die and you don't take responsibility. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the action mark's about six hours away. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could have gone in the height of it. Me too. That would have been fucking fun. Or, once again, I wish I could be in Seattle during the height of the grunge. What's what the, the fuck's that have to do with what we're Yo, but that's, that's in the same era. But what's that have to do with this episode? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I feel you, though, too. I would, wouldn't mind being there for the grunge. Uh, then we had this. Th- here's another one that's fucking wild when I first heard about it is we have the Tarzan Swing. Oh, that's the Tarzan thing. Was was oh. a steel arch hanging from a twenty foot long cable, and this thing didn't even drop into a pool. It was a spring fed pool, so the water was always fucking ice cold. So yeah. you'd land in this thing, you'd be fucking in shock from how cold the water was. Dude, yeah, you yeah. ever jump? You ever did a polar plunge? Me and fucking Chop over here when we were in Myrtle Beach, fucking drunk as shit one night, getting ready. <laughs> we go, went to go jump in the fucking pool. And we're there visiting in, like, October, so it ain't super hot. It we're going to jump in the fucking hotel pool. Shit was ice cold. Yeah. Literally we... woke up the entire hotel because we screamed so fucking Dude, loud. you can't catch your breath. No matter Dude, what. it was wild. And then, at one point, they even... They had even painted the ground. Like, they'd painted the fucking ground in the, in the pool. White. White, so they could see if there was bodies at the bottom of it. Well, how, well, how do you? Never mind. It's like how you paint the ground white. You'd have to empty it, probably, right? Oh well, if it's spring fed. How the fuck would you empty it? Block it. Oh, damn it up, yeah. That's probably what they had to do. Fuck. That's wild, though. What about- the- oh god. No god. I was just gonna say, uh, in the park's early years of the ride, uh, the area in patron the area patrons jumped from was not over the water, but it was a cushioned area. Some people would let go as soon as they started their swing would land on the cushion and then slide slash crash into the water. And then in the mid-1980s, the starting position was shifted so that patrons started over the water. Some patrons hung on too long and scraped their toes on the concrete at the far side. Others used the ride properly but were then surprised when they found out the water underneath was very cold. It was cold enough, in fact, that the lifeguards sometimes had to rescue people who were so surprised by the sudden chill that they could not swim out of the pool. 
1984, one man died of a heart attack after experiencing the swing. That's fucking cold, dude. That's cold as shit to fucking kill somebody, bro. Holy hell. Yeah, it was fucking wild, man. Gene was a wild man. Gene, Gene, Gene. How about those diving cliffs? So they had like two diving cliffs. One was 18 foot. The other one was 23 foot. But in the water below, people would just be like swimming regularly and not everyone knew about the cliffs. So you just go run and jump off the fucking cliff and there'd be like a family of six underneath. This dude was just letting fucking teenagers cliff dive. Bro, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck, Gene? The fuck, Gene? Then we had, uh, there's also Roaring Rapids, which was a standard raft-based water ride. But in the Roaring Rapids, the ride wasn't designed to like push the rafts by themselves. So you'd have to like literally push your own raft while you're in this thing which caused people to fucking crash into each other constantly and then reports that the park filed with the state in 1984 noted fractured femurs, collarbones, noses dislocated knees and shoulders nice what the fuck yeah and it was just not like ideal at all not cool yeah it's fucking wild uh, then we also had the super speed water slides, also known as Geronimo Falls. This was another one that, like, you should have known when you were building this ride, like, you should have just been able to know, like, hey, this probably isn't a good idea. Because, <laughs> I mean, there were two slides set slightly apart from the rest of the park and took advantage of nearly vertical drops to allow riders to attain to attain higher speeds than usually possible. And I actually have a thing here. Hold on. Yeah, when they'd go off of these things, they'd literally drop to a 10-foot drop from the top of the slide to the fucking water below. Yes. It was 10 feet. Sweet. What the fuck? One, ride, one started with riders going almost vertically downwards and was covered with a screening for first several feet as barriers of the slide. On the slide, or on the side of the slides were very low. Lifeguarders, or lifeguards remained... Reminded every user to remain flat on their backs with their arms at their sides as they descended, since no way was possible to ride it other ways and st- otherwise and stay on. The fall from both sides had the potential for very serious injuries. Those who made it to the bottom found their progress arrested by water, which was, which made a large splash and then a small pool. Only one of these slides remains today, and the track was replaced with one that was not as steep. The tracks. The old slides followed are still valuable or visible. Today it is known as the H2O No. Vertico and Vertex, two adjacent enclosed tube slides, still use the same end splash pool that the two of the other old speed slides used. Yeah, fucking wild, dude. This dude is just like... He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck at all. Then we had another area... In wa- this, if you couldn't tell already, Waterworld's like the biggest part of the park. They put a lot of fucking work into Waterworld, which is why Waterworld also resulted in a lot of the fucking injuries and fatalities of the park <laughs> because there was so much to do. There was another one, uh, Roaring Rapids, which was laid out kind of like a grotto. Oh, yeah, and then diving cliffs, one twenty-three feet and the other 18 foot above a 16-foot pool. However, the pool was 
below was not blocked off from these who might be swimming in or away from other attractions, like Troop said. And then we have also we have the Colorado River Ride, which still exists. There's a two-person raft ride that winds its way down a heavily wooded area on the side of the park with numerous forks allowing riders to take different routes. Unlike in other parks, the river trowel has craft was crafted to look like a natural riverbed with jets in the bed at various points adding to the rapid roughness roughness riders carried their rafts from the bottom of the ride up to the starting point once on the ride they would travel down a short incline propelling them down the ride as they made it past the first turn gaining speed was common and after a few turns the riders would come to a fork at the main fork riders would pass under a drenching waterfall into a dark tunnel with many twist turns and jagged rocks. Upon exiting the tunnel, riders would twist and turn some more until they reached a small rock pool and slowly floated out. The final stretch of the river consisted of a large downhill portion, complete with bumps and a one-foot-high jump where the rafts would momentarily catch air and then slam back into the surface. At the alternative forks, riders would float along a relatively smooth path until they rounded a corner with a waterfall and another fork. One one path would take riders back to the main path and dump them at the tunnel's end. The other fork would reconnect with the main path before the rock pool. Originally, a fork carried riders down a steep, a set of steep drops before a curved drop into a main path right at the end. In the late 1980s, this path was merged into a main pathway, creating the rock pool and final hill that are still in use today. Today, the first fork is still closed off, but the points where the forks reconnect, the main path, are still connected to the ride. So, um, also, two other features of the park. They had, like, a softball field, a racetrack, tennis court, and just, like, a regular swimming pool, too. So, there's a lot going on here, man. They also had, like, a, a skydiving simulator, wind tunnel. Probably yeah. fun as shit. Problem. You ever seen those ones now that they got? Those fucking things are fucking awesome, yeah. bro. I, I want to do one of those so bad. I'm too fat for it. <laughs> you think? I bet you they can crank that fucking thing up in enough air. Why you just have to like make it all sad? All of a I was like, <laughs> I just felt so bad for you for a second. I was like, fuck. Uh, now when it comes to you know, obviously, like we'd said, you know, the park was under a lot of, uh, you know, it was always constantly the center of, like, you know, uh, controversy. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that the, of the ride design, uh, ride designers had very insufficient training in physics or in engineers. They seemed to, they seemed to build rides when attendee called, not knowing how they would work, and then let people on them. Uh, its legal troubles would suggest was accused of cutting corners to maximize profits. For example, it was accused of building rides cheaply, sporadically maintaining many of them, and failing to renovate rides to take advantage of later safety improvements. In the parks last year, it kept part of the ski area open despite being, despite being unable to obtain liability assurance. Class Action Park also reported that the park's restaurants often indulged in corner-cutting practices common in the industry, such as steaming hot dog buns stale enough to have hardened and dried 
so they would moisten and soften enough to appear fresh. I also heard a story about the guy, uh, like the chef or something, like cooked up a bunch of fucking spoiled-ass chicken. So, like, everyone in the park got sick and fucking the lines to the bathroom were, like, wrapped around the fucking corner and shit. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that shit. Like... Then uh, another big factor behind the, the legal troubles was uh, the majority of workers at Action Park, at least the ones regularly regularly seen by visitors, were teenagers. Uh, Jim Desay, a security director of the park, said that he got the job at the age of 21 after having worked at the park for two years. His experience was not uncommon. Training sessions were held but often not taken seriously by the staff. In Class Action Park, one former employee recalls that sessions... Practicing the rescue of drowning victims were often pretext for hazing. New hires often had to play the drowning victim, and after training was over, or instead of training, were often abandoned in the water to get out themselves. Most were underaged, undertrained, often under the influence of alcohol, and generally cared little for enforcing park rules and safety requirements. Height and waist-based restrictions were often ignored. Yeah, this shit was the Wild Wild West, bro. Yeah, it was literally a free-for-all. <coughs> well, there's no doubt about it. It was a fucking free-for-all. Come on, man. We're in an enclosed space. Why do you... That's why I don't understand why you always like to come in the fucking cave. When you come in here and you fucking fart it up, <laughs> and then it stinks like fucking ass the whole time we're here. That's my secret over here, Cap. Uh, many of the visitors that would visit Action Park were often from lower-income neighborhoods where they had few, if any, opportunities to swim, much less learn how, which also played a factor in the legal troubles at the park because they're all they're always fucking having kids drown and shit. Uh, the park also sold beer in many of the kiosks on the grounds with similar similarly relaxed enforcement of the drinking age as with other restrictions in the park. Doctors treating the injured often reported that many of them were intoxicated. Uh, Despite many citations for safety violations between 1979 and 1986, including allowing minors to operate some rides and failing to report accidents, uh, an investigation by the New Jersey Herald, Sussex County's Main Daily newspaper later found that the park was fined only once. And it was also unique in that department in that all other amusement parks were fined for first offense except Action Park. It asked if some sort of special relationship existed between Action Park and the state. A reporter for Vernon's local weekly said in Class Action Park that as Sussex County's largest employer... Action Park received special treatment from the township government. Some of the state's regulations failed to adequately address the situation. After the 1987 drowning, the tidal wave pool reportedly was considered a pool by the state, not a ride. And under state regulations at the time, that meant the company merely had to keep the water clean and make sure that certified lifeguards were on duty. Uh, Just a quick little rundown of the deaths. I know we already talked about George Larson, who died on the Alpine Slide. Uh, George Lopez, a 15-year-old boy, was the one who drowned in the tidal wave pool. 
Uh, August 1st, 1982, Jeffrey Nathan, a 27-year-old man from Fairlawn, New Jersey, got out of his tipped kayak on the Kayak Experience to ride it. While doing so, he stepped on a grate that was either in contact with or came too close to a section of live wire, wiring for the underwater fans that somehow became exposed, and he suffered a severe electric shock, which sent him into cardiac arrest. Two of Nathan's relatives nearby, nearby him when the accident occurs, occurred were also injured. Nathan was taken to a hospital in nearby Warwick, New York, where he died later of the shock-induced cardiac arrest. The park at first disputed that the electric current caused his death, saying no burns were found in his body. Yeah, sorry, this was the one I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the coroner responded that burns generally do not occur in a water-based electrocution. The ride was drained and closed for the investigation. Accounts differed as the extent of the exposed wiring. The park said it was just a nick, while others argued it was closer to eight inches. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? The state's labor department found that the fan was properly installed and maintained and that no violations of safety laws or amusement ride regulations had occurred. However, it also said that the 19-ampere electrical current found to be flowing through a ground circuit three days after the incident had the possibility to cause bodily harm under certain circumstances. The park claimed it had been vindicated, although it never reopened the ride, saying that people would be afraid to go on it afterwards, you think, motherfucker? Yeah, then there's a 1984 date unknown. A fatal heart attack suffered by one of the visitors was unofficially believed to have been triggered by the shock of the cold water beneath the Tarzan swing. The water on the ride in that swimming area was 50 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit, while other water areas were 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. More typical of swimming pools. The Tarzan swing and the cannonball ride in this area were operated by spring water. And then we also had uh, August 27, 1984, Donald DePass, a 20-year-old from Brooklyn, drowned in the tidal wave pool. July 19, 1987, 18-year-old Gregory Grandchamps drowned in the tidal wave pool. Yeah, that's uh, fill you up with a bunch of alcohol and then send you in a fucking massive fucking tidal pool. Starting to see why they called it the grave pool now. Holy shit. Yeah, and then uh, the park closed, obviously. In, uh, when did you say it closed the gun shop? September 6, 1996. And then, uh, after it was revived in, uh, 2014, uh, in 2010, the whole Mountain Creek ski area and water park complex was sold to a group led by Eugene Mulville, the former owner of Great American. Recreation and the owner of adjacent Crystal Springs Resort. However, he died two years later. So Gene tried to reopen it again. He tried to buy the shit in 2010 and reopen it. Fucking but he died sadistic. before he could do it. And then under new ownership, the name of the water park was changed back to Action Park, starting with the 2014 season. And then in 2016, the Mountain Creek Water Park was named, was restored to the park, thus retiring the Action Park name again. And then that was it. That's where Action Park died. Here's so Action Park died for the final time in 2016. Here's a great quote about uh, the park. Action Park made adults of a generation of the tri-state area kids who strolled through its blood-stained gates. By, tr- by teaching us the truth about life, it is not safe. You will get hurt a lot, and you'll ride all the way home burnt beyond belief.
And nice. Chris Gethard, who uh, was in the documentary, he was the one who, you know, quoted that we tried to die for fun. <laughs> That's what Action Park was all about. Yo, did you know they filmed the episode of uh, Headbangers Ball with Alice really? Chains there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, because I remember in the documentary they show MTV News being there a couple times. Yeah, they said Lane Staley was going around uh, the aquarium and uh, dropping his fishing line in there. into <laughs> <laughs> The aquarium. <laughs> they uh, also, just to show you, like, what people thought of Gene, um, when he died in 2012... The parents of George Larson, the first one to die in the park on the Alpine slide, her husband came home and told her, hey, get out the best bottle of champagne. We're celebrating. The best bottle of wine. We're celebrating. And when the wife said, what are we celebrating? He said, Gene Mulville's finally dead. And they celebrated his death. Savage. That's how much they fucking hated him. You think my boy uh, Gene had some pull with, like, the regulators in the state or something? He probably had. Well, it was such a big... It was bringing in so much revenue for the state that they probably let him get away with a ton of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. There was also rumors for a while that Gene had pulled or ties with the mafia and shit, but I don't think any of that was ever proven. But it's crazy, too, because, like, like I said earlier, you know, when you, like, watch the documentary, a lot of those people, you know, they say, like, yo, Gene wasn't the greatest dude, but at the time, everyone loved him because he gave them exactly what he said he was going to give them. You know what I mean? You got you knew what you were getting when you went to Action Park, and people loved it because Gene never lied to him. He told them exactly what was happening, and that's what they wanted. You know, he, he and when I was look, I was looking up some shit to like talk about it, and like when I was like doing like research and shit, somebody you know, I read some quote from somebody in there saying, "Oh, you know, if you're wondering why Gene was able to get away with this the way he did, well, it's simple. It was the '80s." That's pretty much what it was Oh oh, fuck I forgot How did I forget to mention At one point fucking Donald Trump Almost invested in the park But get this Said he he wasn't interested because Gene's vision Was too insane for him Too insane for the man What the hell And also one of the slides The super water slide When you'd go down it It was known to literally shoot water right up your ass (laughs) They said people. They said everybody that ever went on it got up and walked funny after the ride because they literally <laughs> shot water directly up your ass. That Chris Gethard dude said that was the first place you got a colonoscopy. Was at Action Park. Uh, I heard a story about one kid who, who said his brother got off the ride, and he said the twins are no longer conjoined. <laughs> I, I guess he like went up the side and was sliding down the middle, fucking half his body on each side, nuts taking a beating. So yeah, I mean, let's let's say we could go back a time right now to the height of Action Park. Are you riding that shit? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Dude. You ride every ride? Yeah. I don't know about that loop de loop cannonball slide. Yeah, it's probably not that. That shit, that shit just even looked. Sketch. You go back to the height of it, dude. And you're there fucking partying. Gene walks up to you and says, "Hey, you want a fucking job? You taking it?" Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, me too. I'm gonna finger blast a girl in the shack. <laughs> <laughs> First finger blast ever. Gonna be at Action Park. Yo, they had a brewery in this motherfucker, dude. That shit is wild, I think, bro. Now, like, did I look back at it? Because, like, I've watched, I watched the uh, documentary when it first came out in 2020. And then I rewatched it again. This That was the first time I heard about Action Park was back in 2020. And I think after watching the documentary twice now, I think the reason 
so many people still talk so highly about Action Park is because of like the legacy behind it. Like it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's like I get to say that I was at Action Park. You know what I mean? So I think people like love that shit. You know what I mean? They they like to be able to brag and say like, yo, I was at Action Park, bro. For sure. Like you think that shit was crazy? I was fucking there. You know, like you said, it was one a rite of, those, of passage yeah, in New Jersey. Legendary fucking places. Yeah. Hell yeah! Like Niagara Splash. Remember Niagara Splash? Yeah, I, I was solid, but I never went to it. That's fucking. Yeah, dude, Action Park's wild, man. I t- they ever tried to open some shit like that now, dude, it'd be shut down in a heartbeat. What? This generation today cannot handle an Action Park, dude. No way. Out of the whole park, what's the What's the ride you want to check out the most? Honestly, dude, even though I know it probably it might kill me, that Tarzan swing sounded fun as fuck, dude. Hell yeah, especially waiting in line was probably fun, too. Right? <laughs> Getting out there and just seeing titties, dude? Like, what? Fuck yeah, man. Like, what? Dude, yeah, that American sh- Gladiator shit, That though, shit bro. sounded fire, bro. Yo, that shit looks so He was on to something there, dude, for, for sure. Real. For sure. Dude, imagine... He just, like, had a really shitty way of going about it. Right. But it was a great idea. Imagine just, like, an American Gladiators. Just call it, like, the Coliseum, and the whole place is, like, an American Gladiator fucking That'd be school. fucking insane. Oh, dude, it'd be fucking dope, yo. You know, I've, you know when, I, when I first heard about that part of the park, you know what it first reminded me of? Was fucking Guts. Remember Guts? The Nickelodeon guts. show? Yeah. Dude, dude, I, was I always wanted to go on that yeah. fucking show, I do. dude. Guts? Oh, dude, man. Guts, hitting those legend temples. Oh, that was another one I always Girls wanted to go wild. Oh, wait, wait. Climb the crag. Or what was it? What? Do you remember the big thing at the end of Guts? Yeah, did you get like the fucking... It's called like the crag or... The like, crag or whatever? The craggle? Like no, not the craggle. That's <laughs> it's, it's something like that. But dude, yeah. I always fucking wanted to do that shit so yeah, Or Or I would go like... Or go Orlando, just go Nickelodeon Park. Wild and crazy kids. Yo, I remember still that? wonder. I want, dude. I hope remember I make that? it. I hope I make it to when they open the fucking time capsule in Nickelodeon. What? There's a time capsule. Yeah, in the ground in Nickelodeon. It's just a picture of Dan Schneider's head. Oh it's like God, a headshot. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> I've never hated anybody as much as I hate Dan Schneider. With a fucking burning passion inside of me. Yo, so um, but yeah, dude. That was that was the rise and fall. Of the legend that is Action Park. And I've been super hyped about doing this episode. I've been wanting to do it for a while. I'm super hyped that we did it. And, you know, I got another idea. It's kind of based around something like this. I think I want to do some somewhere down the road. But I don't want to pull a chop and pitch a future episode on the air. So I'm <laughs> leave it to myself. Who's, uh, am I next week? Or who's no, next I'm week? next week. And then it's Hondo. No. Hunnels in June. Yeah, Hunnels in June. Oh. We still got a whole month. Of, uh, uh, a whole month, yeah. So we each got one more episode. I could, I could let you know in a second. Give or take. Yeah, man, fucking Hunter, that's crazy. I can't believe it. We're right on the brink, dude. I can't fucking that's believe fucking, it, dude. I might, awesome, I might cry. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I might cry a little bit. I don't want to sound like a broken record and say it a hundred times like I already have, but. This pod fucking saved my life, man. I can't wait to hit 100. It's going to be huge. Yeah. I'm going to kiss a man. I mean, I mean, well, I mean you do that anyways, don't you? Wow. Yeah, um, this is episode 90. We've got like almost eight weeks. Almost two months. Oh, I thought we were closer. I thought, damn, they're only 90. No, Shit, no, no. We each got no, two episodes. No, this is 92. Oh. Well, still, we each got two left. Fuck yeah. 
I don't even plus, like. It's all I can think about now is episode 100. I don't even know what I'm going to do for my next two episodes. I just want to get to 100. <laughs> Me too. I'm about to just do like small fucking episodes just to get there. You got to start talking about it too early. I thought it was like right around the corner. Dude, we're, we're fucking hyped, man. It. We've been doing this since day one. <laughs> man, we've been doing this since. We've been here since episode one, man. We're hyped. We've been here. I get it. I'm we've just been saying. here since uh, the pre episode that we don't want to talk about. Yeah, dude. We've been here <laughs> since different network, man. <laughs> We've been here since... You're a newbie to this, man. Stop, man. We've been here since the OGs, dude. <laughs> We've hey. been here since the first time we met Matt. When he tried uh, to kiss us. No, he was trying to kiss you. Kiss him. I remember when Drew first... I remember when Chop first met him. He was fucking geeking out about wrestling, dude. You should have seen him. He had a little fucking boner. You're so excited, dude. <laughs> Yo, I still geek out about this wrestling. This was fucking hilarious. Yo, this episode fucking sent me down a motherfucking rabbit hole, bro. I started watching, like, carnival rides, like, <laughs> fucking up, dude. I'll never go on a carnival ride again. I'll tell yo, you that right yo, the fuck now. I can tell you what. I worked at as a carny for two days. I was a ride operator. You told me that before. <laughs> what ride was it? I fuck, I don't know. It was some ride. It was some kitty ride. And, 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 <laughs> they put them on the teacups. No, it was teacups. <laughs> it, it was, like, something basic. The girl's like, oh, it's my nephew. Uh, Clean the ride. Yeah. <laughs> I looked around. I was like, fuck it. You're... You're, you're good looking enough. Yo, why am I picturing fucking Joe Dirt right now, dude? <laughs> well, he's like, here, why don't you take another spin on this ride while I talk to your lady friend? That's exactly what I'm picturing. Dude, I want, is Joe Chop's just hanging off the fucking side of his shirt off, just fucking just... Chop's asleep and fucking... There's a kid who's been on the ride straight for like 45 minutes, puking off the side of the ride and shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, good fucking times, dude. I gotta get back in that, like a movie type episode. I think it's been a while. I gotta do one just for Zach because I know he fucking hates it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it just for him. All right, all right. Yeah, I think we're good to go. I'm good if you guys are good. Yeah, we I'm are. fucking starving. I'm I know you that. I know Wait, you. who's next? Whose episode? Yours? Uh, it's mine. Mine's uh, next week. Okay. Yeah, you just did wrestling. 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 Good old wrestling. My name's Sal Bandy. Don't want to wrestle. What the fuck was it? Dude, Sal Bandini, want to wrestle? <laughs> Where's that from? Fucking Ready to Rumble. I don't know if it's from old school. No, nah, it's from Ready to Rumble. That's my boy Blue. I remember when they're fucking coming out of the hospital after meeting Sal. He fucking hits him in the chest. He's like, come on, baby. Crush my butterfinger. <laughs> All right, right, right. Fucking love that movie. I'm going home and watching it. I didn't watch it last week. I forgot. Good times. Good times and right, Yeah, we're going to get out of here, I guess. We're gonna go, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm going to get some fucking food. I'm starving. But uh, you know the deal. Follow us on all the socials. You know the drill. You know the deal of the old. If you're looking for the group, look for the cover photo with the unicorn in a van. That's us. <laughs> ma- making it weird since day one. You're making it weird. But all right, I'm going to. Yo, that's, hey, today's the first episode. He didn't tell me. Wait in the hallway. You make it weird episode today. Well, hit him with it. Hit him with it. You just make it weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Joe. That's it. Let's All get right. out of here. Right. See ya. See ya.